Hello ladies and gentlemen, I am Sam 64 and welcome to the Robocast. This is the Robocast Spotlight, in which we look at specific teams and their history with Robot Wars and Robot Combatics in general. We are joined by, uh, I think that you're the, uh, the first... Oh, the first to participate like in Robot Wars in history, in terms of like who I've actually spoken to, it is Mr. Simon Harrison from King B. Hello. 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 Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. You know, it's kind of weird, you know, because you know it was such an integral part of my my childhood, and now I'm actually getting a chance to to speak to you about about your machine. It's great. It's, I'm really really excited about this. <laughs> it's a little bit creepy, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm really happy. I do appreciate it. You know, it's um it's nice to be on. It's um it's a new channel really in a way for me and um uh it's quite exciting to, you know to speak to you really oh, thank you very much um you know my first thing i've got to ask is you know how did you go about getting involved in robot wars in the beginning i mean obviously there was the first series which obviously you probably saw on tv and then kind of went from there how, like how did was that, was that the sole reason as to why you got involved in the show in the first place oh, i tell you what it goes back a long 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 way um when i was a child i used to build stuff and um I don't know, I used to make little things, you know, and some of the little robots and whatever. Um, I think when I was, a, I don't know, when I was about five or six, I took my brother's Skylectric apart and took the motors out. Um, and then I think local to me when I lived in Romford was um, a, a surplus shop called Patrick and McKinney's. And my dad used to take me there. It's like army radio stuff and gear. So I had in my mind and, you know, the sort of things I did was like robotics and electronics. And then I saw Robot Wars and my life had been a bit dull for work and whatever. And it just really grabbed me. Um, you know, I just saw it and I thought, oh, you know, since a child, I've been messing around with this sort of stuff. And, and this is right up your street. You thought, this yeah. is right up my street. And, yeah. and what happened actually, Grant, who was on the team from about series four, I think, yeah. um, he, he was working with me um, at, at where I was working and he was uh, like a, a purchasing um, manager mm. and I was in engineering and he actually he actually rushed over and said, oh, do you see Robot Wars? Um, it sounds just like the sort of thing you should do. And actually what he was saying, it was something I should do so he could come and do it. <laughs> um, he was really, <laughs> yeah, so um, and, and he actually persuaded me in a way because I was very nervous about doing it because even though it was something I really fancied doing, I'm not really a very forward sort of person for just going out and doing things like that and he actually yeah. he, he phoned the production right away i mean this is probably on the second show for series one mm. um and you know we, we phoned up the production and um said well i think he he told them i had an entry or we had an entry before i really got a chance <laughs> to uh, completely like <laughs> that, that's how it started oh brilliant and then obviously you know king king book said as it was all the way back then, I think, I think you know, the Druids, in fact, I've got, like, monuments about King Bee, it's, it's, it was that long ago, but, you know, how did that design come about, you know, was it just sort of, like, try and keep it simple and then see, and then improve from there, or was it a case of, like, you know, I think this could be a really good idea? Now, that's a very good question, and I'll tell you something I thought a lot about this. King B, the first King Buxton, was actually um, <laughs> designed to win, actually. Mm. Um, it was actually... We, we looked around at the stuff we had because we had no budget in those days. We never had a lot of budget mm. um, and it scraped together, you know, a small team with, you know, with some skill. Mm. Um, and it was actually designed to win in that we I looked and also a couple of, you know, Grant, he, he, he's not I'm not saying he's not technical, but he was able to look at the way the show flowed, as it were, and see how 
a robot could win. And he put some stupid ideas forward. He said, oh, we ought to make one that looked like a German helmet, which is like a limpet. <laughs> so what it would do, it would run around and scuffle about. And then when anyone attacked it, it would like kind of... Um, shelter itself away. <laughs> shelter itself away. And you just <laughs> That was an idea. But I already had in my mind from the things I'd been making when I was like six or seven or ten or whatever, um, what I wanted to do. And I saw, and also we had another team member... Um, Steve and he agreed with me that the way to go is is basically there was a lot then there was the gauntlet not to get stuck yeah um and be quite mobile be quite powerful and in my mind that really clicked because I knew that in what I was doing then I was sort of electronics I could do I thought right oh, I can make some good electronics and put some big motors in and make it fairly robust and <clears throat> I said later on I think um to other people said what should you do when you design a robot and you have to look at the parameters a proper, they had to do a proper engineering design and see, look, what do you need to achieve? And sit down and think, what do you need to achieve? And we had thought that through that robot. We'd had to use, we'd had to compromise on some of the, you know, the price of the thing. We only bought a radio and the motors and scrounged the batteries. All the steel and the metal work, I, it, it, it became a bit boxy because that's what was lying around. Yeah. And I'll go into that maybe later. But um, the parameters of it were correct, I believe, to win for Series 1, which is obviously we did, weren't in Series 1, but we saw Series 1 and took that as our you know, marker, yeah. and that maybe series two. Uh, and in fairness, you weren't like far away in series. I mean, you did fairly well in series. So you were, I think, you were final eight, was it? Final six? Yeah, that, that's that's right. So we pushed the we 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 ran out of time and money, and also I desi- I decided to build all the electronics. Did all the things we shouldn't have done. Spend too much time on building our own gearboxes and cutting gears, and just and it, and that's how it's almost continued. I mean, the reason we don't is not it's just. Doing, trying to do too much yourself doesn't always pay dividends mm. but you know we, we we did all right in those days and um and i think where king b later has sort of gone wrong is that 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 early design was absolutely built looking at what needed to be the design to win in those days and in those days it was quite simple you had to get across the gauntlet and, and you, not know, die. <laughs> you know um and and later on, I was kind of stuck and maybe I lost my way a bit in that King B just had to be King B after that. And it, it, it maybe it should have been every should have ripped up the design every year, you know. Um, but in those days, yeah, designed it, designed it, those early ones, we thought we could win with that. Yeah, obviously, as I said, Series 2 did really well. Series 3, you were kind of scuppered by your, your great rival uh, and, and obviously friend, uh, Mike. And we, uh, we've spoken before about your, your great admiration for Mike and how like, you, you two have kind of you've remained friends after all these years. It's, you know, and those two robots, I think it's, it's, a, it's an iconic rivalry. You look back at, you know, obviously you've got the Razor Tornadoes and stuff like that. That's one of the ones that I think a lot of fans look to, you know, King B and 101 as a, as a great you know, rival that lasted throughout the series, really. I agree with that. I think that's, if I look at my life so far, I mean, in the top 10% of the things that I'm, I think I, I really, you know, I've really enjoyed and I, and I've done, it was the right thing to do. And, you know, circumstance turned out right. That little rivalry and that little, those little run-ins we had and the fights we had, that's a hundred percent. It wouldn't be better. It wouldn't be better if I'd won against him you know on, on yeah. series three you know it, it it was a moment in time those times um that perfectly encapsulated the two machines that you know he, he had the edge on he really did have the edge he's a you know he's a fantastic guy great engineer and he could he just engineered that machine better than ours in the end really and he thought about it he, you know he, he he's an engineer through and through 
And um, those times, I just look back and think, yeah, that, that's just just such fantastic times and such a great guy, you know, and, and Amy as well and his team, and so much fun. It, you know, wished it could have, you know, that wish that could come back. I really do. If we, if, you know, I begged Mike to come back. You know. um, <laughs> Maybe one day. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I've actually talked to him a lot about forming a team, um, but um, it's just not getting anywhere. We've had some such fantastic ideas we could do but it's just circumstances and uh, you know and, and commitments yeah of course it just hasn't come off but the things I mean, I mean, te- technically once upon a time you did obviously your your big success really the the, uh, the tag team where you uh, you ended up winning the, the whole thing who, who i have to ask who kept the trophy or did you both get one in the end <laughs> i had this idea this is going to be the highlight and it's going to be downhill from then <laughs> I, I was grabbed, i wasn't i wasn't going to mention it <laughs> I, I grabbed the i grabbed the trophy real quick and ran away with it which actually might be upset about that but he was upset <laughs> anyway so um no he, he we they actually um built a second trophy for mike but oh, i have I to say know. i hope he's not listening my one's a bit bigger and nicer <laughs> So after all of this, I still won out on something. You know, I still feel, yeah, I've got the bigger trophy. You know? <laughs> so, um, but it, there weren't many trophies going around in those days. You know, it, it, no. we were lucky, you know, and um, I, I still, they, that was fantastic because we did, you know, we, I thought it was on a downhill slope to come back and um, that really brought back a really happy day that was winning that. I was just, you know, that that was, you know, kind of your your big, I mean, obviously we'll, we'll get to the later series. I, mean, I, I, I classed like the first three King B machines uh, like King Buxton to King B three is like sort of the the glory is so to speak. Yeah. When, when when you were like you, you actually genuinely had a chance of winning most fights. You know, do, do you look back on those machines with with any fondness at all? Absolutely. I, I mean, that was you know, as I said earlier, they were designed. The design were, were correct for the era. You know mm. that that you have to have luck, and we we didn't do a few things right. Um, we made a few mistakes. And a chance went by, but we were close, you know, and we were happy we were close because it, it came right very often, you know, we, we were doing well in those days. And yeah, they, those to me were, they were the, the best days. I can remember those fights. Later on, I, don't, I think it all became a bit of a haze. I got caught up in, in it and I, I can't remember really what happened most of the time. But those, those series two and three and a little bit four, yeah, I can, um, I, I can remember everything about them, and I, I remember it being so new and shiny, and it, and it was um, there was shine on things, you know, and uh, even the you know the catering was nice when you went filming. <laughs> it was nice to is, you. Is, is it not so good anymore? <laughs> the whole the whole thing was really a great experience. It really was something that I, I, those coming into Robert was now. I mean, I don't knock it, but it was something a little bit because it was new. And, and and it hadn't been done before. There was something, and I think everyone will look back, and it's not just because we're all old fogies look back, but there was something really great about those days. And you didn't have to build the best robot. Now, you really have to be on top of your game to do well. But in those days, you really could compete and and do well with something using your brain and the best ideas and the stuff you had around. You know, And they, they were great days, really great days. That actually brings me quite neatly onto a, the segue. I mean, obviously you were in the Fifth Wars as well. I, I can't remember too much about uh, that. I think, you, who did you fight? Oh, you fought Chronic, didn't you? You beat Chronic, which obviously went on to become Apollo. Um, but there was one moment in Series 7, which you came back in, and where, where you, you're about to fight IG-88, and you say, our robot was conceived at a slightly more innocent age, and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It wasn't really fair to put it in with that, was it? <laughs> 
No, well, the thing is, I, I, I tell you what happened on uh, the IG88 fight. In the, King B is actually tougher. The major part of it is actually tougher than I sometimes. I look at the other machines and go, crumbs, I never stand up against that. <laughs> and actually not many large parts have fallen off. I, okay, I broke an axle and lost a wheel once. Mm. Um, yes. <laughs> but, but it hasn't flown apart. The actual, there's lots of nuts and bolts and screws in there. It's very well welded together. I mean, a lot of polycarb, but it doesn't fly apart. But what lets it down are the small details where I've tried to cram too much in. or try, And, and that IG-88, it actually, the the, the lifter on the front actually has um, like a, a proportional feedback. So it doesn't just go up and down and stop. It actually goes to where we want to put it. And there's a little arm which feeds back to a sensor. And when IG-88 boshed us, mm. um, it actually flicked off this little arm. It, it, it is like a little ball joint. You know, like on a remote control car, it was actually a remote control car like ball joint for the steering that went off to this little sensor. But anyway, that pushed off. But it really did... That was surprising because you, you, you had to leave it off with a screwdriver to get that off. And it, it really brought home the fact that a hit like that, you weren't didn't have to be worried about the whole structure of your robot. You had to be you had to be you had to worry about the details, the little things, the things that could just fly off every little nut bolt screw wire. You get a big hit from a, a big spin spinner like that. And you, and, it, and it really brought home the fact that you had to build stuff just in a, a different mindset. You know, you and it was it was an innocent age before then. I was like, oh crumbs, you know. And then coming back to Series Eight, it was all like, oh no, I was like crying when I saw. <laughs> this no, with the robots. I turn up for this. I can't oh, believe I've done I it. Have, I have to obviously before we get on to obviously your return in Series Eight. I mean, obviously Robot Wars went off the air for a long time. We we attempted just to like stop entirely. We did like and just do and have nothing to do with it ever again or was it or did, uh, like, or did I, I, you on the live circuit for a, a bit or I, I'm not entirely sure what was, right, what was what, your experience what, well what happened is I did a few um, fights over in Ireland the Mechatron guys they're over in Dublin every year and it's a fantastic little event they've got like um, a cage fight so it's a fight to the death and you can't get flipped out mm. and um, and I did a few of those it was fantastic um but they were in the early days. They were playing. It, they weren't running. It. it was actually sponsored by BT um, Ireland, um, and uh, and so they were paying a little bit of expensive to get over there. Over there. So I did a couple of those, but it just got too expensive because you had to, um, you know, get the robot going and get it on a ferry and get a hotel on, and 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 I couldn't afford to do it for a while. So after the series stopped, maybe two thousand one, two three, I, I did a few of those, and then King B was put under the bench in my garage and it and it just had basic water pouring into it for from 2003 to 2015 that sounds so sad <laughs> i know and i and honestly it, it was like well that's never going to happen again I, I i i hoped it would carry on but it i had in my mind that i've done that and i've done as much as i can i'd have to start with a new robot if I was coming back anyway because i'd realized by then that King B was really the hope of it winning was really sort of tailing out. I mean, it, it, I think I realised that when I think I lost it. Was it Dominator? Um, oh, I think that was Series Four, and it was like, oh, these, these have got good now. These robots, they're really, really good. And I knew then there was that realisation. So it was good to do a few little fun things, but I never thought King B would ever come back as as, a, as like a force to be as a force. Yeah. Exactly, I knew it, and I still knew it when I did come back. But I. I kept that machine and I, and I didn't look at it for all those years. I mean, I felt I felt guilty when I did get it out again, actually. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, anyway, Series Eight. Obviously, how did what was the, kind of your reaction when you thought, "Oh, do you know what? Let's let's do it again. Let's do one more one more series or 
try and do another series. What was what was the thought process behind that? Oh, I tell you what, that was that was interesting. I'd <laughs> the sad thing is that I'd actually started building a new King B before I knew Robot Wars was coming back because I hoped it had was going to come back. Mm. And I'd done I, for some reason I just got in my I just went in the garage and saw this thing this rusty heap and I thought <laughs> I must get that out and I took it to one. This, this I took it to Ireland just the one time, mm. and it ran it ran absolutely flawlessly, and I had such a good time. And that so that was how many years? More than ten years I hadn't run, and I went over there, and, and I thought, now this is something. Why haven't I not been out to you know, you know more live events and done stuff? And I saw having ha- have so much time off, I was more more clearly able to see the faults in King B. And I thought, well, no, I want to build King B because I'm only going to do live stuff. I never imagined it would really come back. But I must build it to the same outline and design so that I can take it to live events and it could be reliable. Because I thought, well, this crusty old chassis that's just been hanging around for so many years, it's, it's not going to stand up to much. So I had in my mind. And then I started building it. And like the very evening I started building it, I got a call up out of the blue. It's like, oh, hello, uh, Simon Harrison. Yes. Oh, Robot Wars is coming back. Uh, have you got a robot? It's like, <laughs> uh, well, if you give me another four months, I could have had something really nice, you know. But it's like, of course, I said, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I grabbed it. Suddenly, I was a light, you know. But all I had was parts of King B3 and, and power, power at King B in a rusty state. Okay, come back from Ireland. But I pretty much annihilated what I had left just going hell for leather in Ireland. So I thought, well, I'm not going to use this again. I'll just, you know. Just, <laughs> and then suddenly, ah, oh, what am I going to do now? <laughs> had these pieces and you know what they're like I and mean, we don't know what they're like but it's like oh it's if we're filming in four or five weeks like four or five weeks you know so um when it came back of course i said yes it, I, I like the smile came back on my face like a smile i've missed a smile i hadn't had in so many years mm. but it's just damn why couldn't they have you give me another year um <laughs> and i'll go on a bit more about why i never still had didn't have a new robot for a long time after that but um yeah so um I came back with to series eight, which was pieces. I, I had to use pieces out of King B three, which are a bit too mashed that got too rusty in, in the powerworks machine and rejigged the chassis a bit. And I gave up on the saw because I decided strength was key uh, and reinforced everything, expecting it to be grisly, um, which it was. And, uh, and put that in, which and, was, I mean, uh, as, you know, I think I think you did get a kill, which is something you got. You got to kill Overdozer, which is which is great fun. Um, yep. You know, I mean, obviously you've already said you didn't really rate your chances of going far in the series, but did you enjoy doing Series A as, as a as a whole? No, no. I, <laughs> I was I was really depressed afterwards. Actually, I had a, I had a couple of months where I was really down, and I tell you the reason why is because we could have done better, but I put the mach- I put it in the rush. I put it together wrong, hmm. and it. The performance was poor enough, but it was it could have been better in that I it, they you know they come and film in your garage and do all the stuff. Well, I rushed around and I I thought right I'll have it running for them and I'd the way King B the there's chain wheels on each wheel and they're basically a chain runs round and it has to be really centered. There's there's no center like it's no it, the, the chain chain wheel doesn't go through a center. So you have to actually put the wheel on a lathe and sent and, and, and like put a turn it round by hand and mark up the centre and then bolt the chain ring on. It's hard to explain. But unless you do it accurately, you get a lot of run out on the chain. And I did it in a hurry and I had the lathe set up. I sort of get a bit technical about it, but this is That's really right. important for why it was such a failure. And I had the lathe set up to like turn a turn a taper. And I 
and what it meant was that all the chain rings on the wheels are a little bit offset. Not by much that you'd notice, but it meant that we worked out the math when we saw it. When we arrived, when we arrived and, and worked out, and the chains basically broke on our first second outing, we thought, oh, crumbs, you know, it's out. And we had no way of centering it. And basically every 11 turns, there was a great big loop of chain appeared. <laughs> and, and then it snapped because you had so much of such a takeoff on the thing. It, it just snapped the chain. So they edited it really nicely. But um, a link did fall out on on, on uh, our fight with... Um, uh, Big Nipper, I think it was, wasn't it? Big Nipper, yeah. But um, what happened, every time we, we went and really put a lot of... Um, you know, went all guns blazing. We'd, mm. we'd snapped a chain, and then we were well open to. And it was so disappointing because I'd been over to Ireland, and we knew that I was really wanting to fight flippers because they. I looked at the walls on the arena. I thought, great, the walls have gone up quite high. So long, out. <laughs> I can just worry them. And am I? I and I'd done this because we'd been to the, the the Mechatron's event over in Ireland and proved that in like a sort of a cage where you can't go out, we could be we could be flipped and flipped and flipped and just carry on and just they'd run out of gas and you know, smash them, you know, when they had the flipper open, get in there. And 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 I had this glorious feeling we're in exactly the perfect round. When we looked at the competition, we thought we can actually get this, we could win a couple of fights in this round. We didn't think we'd get through, you know, and get, you know, never be a finalist, but we, we expected we could at least look decent against, um, you know, Dan Tonkier. And, and, and we didn't because it went out in, and in 20 seconds, which they managed to extend in the editing a bit. And they're very kind, you know. Mm-hmm. Man, it's looked great, but we were sitting ducks and then flip right out. And it was it was my own fault. I put the thing together wrong. And there's nowhere, you know, it was like in the early series when we saw them, we turned up and saw the motors burning out. We knew the inevitability mm-hmm. of the motors catching fire in series two we were just waiting for it to happen and as soon as we saw this run out on the chain and no way of centering it we there was we tried making up a light bit of a mandrel and and it, and the filming was going too fast and we we had no time to center it all up and we just hoped it would stay on because it didn't because you're thrown all over and um yeah it, it i look back and go the mistake Ah, I just killing myself. Over. <laughs> I, I will say there was there was a great bit of TV where like I think you were just like I think it was after the um, it was before you were going to fight TR two I think it was and, and they you know you you're just looking like at the machine as like willing it on it was it was I thought that was like great to watch it's just you know obviously for you it's just like emotional torture. <laughs> I I love that machine. I look at that machine very fondly now, and I can't. I, I only coming back do I realise how much that machine and I mean to each other. Mm. And interestingly as well, Natsuko, because Natsuko picked this up and she, you know, it's true. She'd start, she, she come over to Ireland mm. and got into it. With me, and we, we talked to the King B afterwards and before the fights. And it's almost like a pep talk. Mm. And um, when he was running well, after a bit of a pep talk, mm. he, it was good, you know, but turning up at series eight, first off, we saw what we're up against, that things had come up along so far. And I knew it. And I, but it, it, it was twice as bad as I'd had imagined. You know, um, and also after the going against overdose, we felt, yes, OK, we we're kind of re- a little bit reserved in that fight. We we're going careful. But we went in, uh, uh, you know, against Dan Tonk here and um, and then the chain snapped and we realized our predicament and, and the peril that every time we turn a wheel it's going to break or fall off. So when you go into a fight being nervous about what might happen because you almost could see it happening. It's almost like seeing a bump in the road when you're cycling, you hit it, don't you? Yeah. Um, and that's how it was the whole way through and, and looking at the machine and, and, and you're right when that came over in the film is look at it going, yeah, I, lo- I, I love this machine, but 
I've really let you down. I felt personally that I'd let King Buxton down in that I had not prepared or I'd rushed or been rushed and not prepared or tested properly. And um, and we could have at least run around a bit more. I'm not saying it got a lot better because damn fine machines, you know, TR2, Dan Tonk here, and, uh, you know, damn, damn fine flippers. We wouldn't have lasted to win. But, but, you felt, but you felt like you could have done more than what you did. We would have, we would have, we would have want to put on a bit more show because I believe King, I, I believe Robot Wars isn't always about winning. You know, it's about taking part and doing the best you can yeah. and putting up the best resistance. I like a long fight. I don't mind losing, but I wanted the fight to go the whole, it's three minutes though, nowadays. But I, yeah. I thought I'm just going to, don't care, but I'm going to stay in for three minutes and we're going to show them and um, not catch fire. And something else happened as bad as I mean, I mean, I mean you didn't catch fire. This, this is a, as a first. This is for, yeah, for many a years. Um, obviously, you've, you've talked. About, we talked about Series Eight quite a bit. I mean, what's, what does the future hold now? I mean, where does where does King does King B come back, or does it? You know, this is the uh, the swan song, and it's just have a little play on the live events every so often. I've gone back. What I'm doing, I'm going back to the design. When I was in Ireland before it all started, Series Eight happened, and I didn't know television was coming back. I, I had a notebook, and, and as I say, I had, a, I had a, a blank notebook because I'd been away so long, and I was able to see the glaring faults in King B. And keeping the same outline design, I started making notes and designs, and that's what I started making. And I believe I owe it to King B to finish that design. So it will be the best King B that can be made in a garage without any CAD, just with the hacksaw, just with basic stuff but decent electronics you know i've spent a lot of time on it and actually it's it's well behind because i've i've changed the motors that are going it twice um because the actual power king b is something that is needs to be at least up there um and that's one thing i can do if we could get some power out of the thing um and at the moment i'm really uh, i've gone to brush these motors which i've i've laughed at everyone about you know don't use brush these motors and i've ended up with brush these motors and they're <laughs> They're so badly made. I've basically had to make my own motors twice. Oh, wow. The electronics is going well, but the motors is going badly. So to cut a long story short, I don't want to rush and make the mistake of bringing a weak, underperforming, unreliable King B back to... It has, tele- to, be, it has to be the ultimate King B. It has to be. I, I, I can't move on until I've made the King B that would have definitely won on Series 2. And the one I've actually I've rewound a long way. The, the the King B that I'm building is King Buxton Generation Two. It's not. It is that first machine. It's the same dimensions. It it works the same way, only differently. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's, so, it's sort of like it's, it's the ultimate version of what was. It is. Okay. And and that's what I've set out to do. And I think right, I'm going to finish that. And it also helps me because I haven't been building for a long time. I've realised that I'm not very good at building anymore. In that. You know, things have moved on and I've not really been making bots. And, you know, I was quite a dab hand with, a, you know, with a big welder and I, you know, I could get on the lathe and do some stuff. And I've not had to do any of that for years. So actually, this is a re relearning of how to actually make robots. And I'm but I'm 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 so fired up with ideas. Um, you know, so I was trying to get together with Mike Franklin because I've got these ideas that I'm not able to produce with my own hands in that. The mistake also used to make with King Bees is I like to do the thing myself. In the later days, I, the team, of course, are very important when I go filming, but most of the build was myself. I just locked myself away in, myself away in the garage and made stuff, but I was limited with what I could get done. 
And I did think of I needed a team around me of builders. I mean, the team I have are the team of people. I'm not really a forward person, not confident. And when I go out and do the filming, they're the people who help me get through. They're the best friends I have. Um, Natsuko, Martin and Grant at the moment. And, and they, they, they can talk tactics. They look at other machines. They pet me up. And I couldn't have it any other way. But when I'm on the build, I really need someone else, I think, maybe to build the ultimate machine. Um, and I've looked at other things, but I think I'm going to have to build it all myself. So I'm taking the time, um, learning a bit of CAD as well, and, and, and building this sort of Ultimate King V before I move on. Now, it could be that the whole series runs out, but I'd rather build the best machine I'm capable of than rush in with something poor. Something, something half done, and then, it's, and then it just you kind of get the same sinking feeling again. Exactly. I, I've, I've had enough of the sinking feelings, and I think everyone, no one wants to see... You know, I might come back if so. If they say, "Look, we just want to do something fun," if if the telly said, "Oh, we're not doing anything serious," if you want to come back and do a bit of the pinball again, or you know, they had some ridiculous thing on, I'd definitely do it. Of course, I'd take that two hands. But I, I think as a fighting force, I've, I'm under no illusion. Don't that people think, "Oh, you know, he keeps coming back with the same stuff." Well, that's because you know, it was almost like it was King being. It was like just for entertainment value. And I, after a while, I knew it was never going to be a winning machine i just wanted to come back and do and and and, and, you know dave laurie came back and it was the nicest thing and said some things when after the series and i was a bit down and he said oh you know it was like putting a a christmas jumper on you know it might it might you know you don't get it out except at christmas but it it, it sort of it couldn't be christmas without it he said that about king b it couldn't be robot wars in his mind, without King, it was absolutely true, absolutely true. And that was the kind you were there. You you were on the same interview, doing the same. You said it between you, didn't you? We did. Him or yourself? (laughs) But I was so, I was so mm, soothed, you know. And um, it was, you know, it it, it, it felt like yeah, there was there is a place for King B, um, but there isn't a place place for King B on the winner's rostrum. That's right. Yeah. So. With that, I think that pretty much sums up the uh, the history of King B. But before I let you go, for, you know, if for someone starting out, like, for, you know, from scratch, what what would your advice be to them? Like, as someone, you know, not building anything for the first time, what what would what would your advice be to them? Building something for the first time, right? I I say I've always said, use the strengths that you have in your own ability, mm-hmm. and. So don't try and look at what something else, someone else has done because very often they've used the strengths of their ability. You might go and look at something that's beautifully machined and beautifully made. And if you're not able to produce something of that quality, then look for something else that is a strength that you can use. If you, you know, Just dig deep and think, well, what is it that I can do or what can I bring to this that actually makes it either unique or will make it stand out or actually gives it a good chance. And if you think deep and hard enough, I think there's always something. And even if you think you haven't got something, do you know people that can help you with your ideas? If you've got a great idea, have a chat and see if someone, because you never know. It's like I didn't know, you know, when I got together with Grant and he said, go and do it, that he was so keen on it. Now, if I hadn't gone to Grant and he talked me into it, it wouldn't have happened. So it's very, it's very, it's very good also to talk to some people and, and also spread your ideas and the, the, the things you're thinking. Um, and, and let that sort of guide you in a way. Use use the sort of, um, you know, I'm not saying the false. I mean, that's a bit stuff. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you, you will have something inside, you know, that will tell you it's right or wrong. And if you feel it looks a bit wrong, don't go with it. And, um, you know, just, just think again, you know, get think deeply about what you want to do and what you want to achieve. Don't 
go and think you can win unless you've got um, you 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 can you know you've got a killer idea and some um, you know a little bit of help that can get you through. And don't be depressed if you can't win because if you had an idea that looks interesting and looks a bit unique and um, you know brings something new to the table. I, I I like watching Robot Wars, not always for the winners, because it's easy to get smug about winning. But sometimes I look at something and think, what a brilliant idea. And um, I'll rewind it and watch that again. Now, if you want to be the person on Robot Wars that gets me re- rewinding you and watching you again, that's, in my book, that's a good thing, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who watch it. Don't think for a minute that there are, there are, the audience just want winners. I think to have great winners, you have to have the great losers. I've always said this, you need you need to have both sides. If if all robots are winners, you know, and fantastic, what's this was the point. You, yeah. need, you need the characters. And also through the years, you'll look back at, and, you know, even when you mocked a machine sometimes, I know we all have, but it's in such good good jest that if you're, in, you're remembered in that way, that's also a good thing. You can look back and go, I, I actually brought something to this. I put a bit of history in. So that's what I say. Brilliant. Anyway, Simon, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. No, no, it's, uh, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure being on. Thank you for having me on again. Thank you. And uh, we'll, we'll see, I'll see you next time for whoever's next. See you later. Great. All right. Thanks, Sam.